Welcome to the Intersection Podcast at Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. My name is Jasmine Howard. I'm a first-year full-time MBA student here and your host for The Intersection. Today, we have some of our veteran and active-duty military students here to discuss what their experiences are like compared to um, some of their non-military classmates. We're going to go around the table and see who's here. Just introduce yourself, um, why you're here, what you're focusing on, and your military status. My name's Dan Jester. I was a captain in the United States Army Armor Branch for five years after graduating from the United States Military Academy. I got out of the Army over the summer uh, while my wife is still serving at Fort Benning. So I came up to Georgia Tech just down the road and uh, I'm focusing on taking the skills I learned in the Armor Branch and transitioning into a career in operations. Great. Thanks, Dan. All right. So my name is Saudi Stalysis. I served six years in the Georgia Army National Guard as a combat medic and I'm looking to get into corporate finance. I've actually just accepted my uh, full-time position with Coca-Cola, so. Congratulations. All right, I'm Joe Carruthers. Uh, I spent six years in the Army as well, also a graduate from uh, West Point or the United States Military Academy, and uh, specialized in uh, healthcare administration, and I'm actually active duty, so I'm going back into that after this, and I'm gonna focus in finance and accounting. Excellent. Well, thank you all for being here, and thank you all for your service. Usually we get started with a, a why Shell or why MBA, but for you all, I'd like to back up even further than that. So why initially did you join the military? Joe? So I'll be honest, uh, it was free schooling and a guaranteed job during like the economic crisis, so that was definitely a big thing. And then my, both my parents were in the military, so I think uh, the family business also drew me in. Um, and then uh, I, I loved it. I uh, love the people I worked with. Um, you get a lot of different uh, opportunities for leadership, for sure. And uh, so that's why I'm interested in staying in as well. Great. So same, I enlisted to, for the tuition assistance, basically. Um, though, so I'm, I think, the only one National Guard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just in case you don't know how that works, you kind of drill once a month. First, you do your initial basic training, then AIT, then you just drill once a month, and then a couple weeks out of the year. And so that allowed me to kind of go to school at the same time while I'm serving. And yeah, that's what I did. I uh, did my undergrad uh, in accounting at Dalton State. And, Excellent. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I guess I, I have three real reasons. I went to West Point and joined the Army. The first, very similar to Joe, uh, the you know free college and a guaranteed job upon graduation, uh, especially because that college was one of the few recruited me to, uh, to run cross country. So I was very optimistic about that. Secondly, I was an Eagle Scout, and uh, even though no one in my family had served, the, the idea of service and just kind of doing something that has some deep meaning to it really appealed to me. And uh, finally, I figured it would just teach me leadership lessons and give me a lot of different experiences that I could then go on to use somewhere else if I did decide to leave the Army after my commitment. Great. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your service, whatever you can tell me? Um, again, more details about the branch you were in or maybe what types of you know, we talk about projects a lot here in the business school. Um, what does a project look like in the different branches of military you've served in? Yeah, so uh, I was in the armor branch, which is actually combined with the cavalry branch now. And uh, shocker, the cavalry branch no longer is on horseback. Uh, we just we just <laughs> held on to that name. Uh, but I was a scout platoon leader. So my, my idea of a project would be I was in charge of a 23-man platoon when I first started, uh, which had four combat vehicles that we would use to push forward of an operation and report back all the information we could gather on 
any enemy we found, how the routes looked in terms of moving other forces up behind us. Uh, and we do that for anywhere from a two-day stretch to a, a one-month stretch uh, during training exercises. Uh, I moved on to become a troop executive officer, which uh, is basically the person in charge of the maintenance for an in- for more vehicles and uh, and making sure everyone who's doing the operations has what they need to succeed. And then I finally came back and worked at United States Army Training Command for the Armor School, where I was just conducting and coordinating training for all of our new basic trainee soldiers and new officers coming to do what I had done. Cool. Okay, so like I mentioned before, I was a combat medic. Um, My role was pretty much anything medically related for our unit I was responsible for. So I took care of uh, pretty much all the medical supplies in our unit. made sure our CLS bags were restocked, inventoried medical supplies, ordered medical supplies for about 120 soldiers. Um, and then for for the medics, I was also the head medic, I was a sergeant. So I was responsible for their uh, continuing education, uh, making sure they're certified through their CPR, EMT, things of that nature. Great. Joe, what about you? All right, so I did medical service as well, so I was working with medics a lot in uh, PAs. My first job, I was the operations officer for a small clinic in uh, South Korea, um, where I did everything from ordering supplies to addressing front desk issues when people w- weren't getting the, the health care that they thought they uh, needed, <laughs> and, um, and then moved to more of a tactical side where I was practicing setting up a hospital in like a combat area. and. We do drills where we treated soldiers that were uh, were hurt in something like an IED or something like that. We called it a mass casualty event. Um, and then in the future, I'll be more on in the hospital side where I'll act as the CFO for small army hospitals and work my way up into larger hospitals in the networks and such. It's a, it's a different ladder, but it's a, you're on it. You're on that track. That's great. So... When you were in the middle of your service, in the middle of these interesting projects, what made you want to pursue an MBA? What, why did you want to come out and do this extra path and then, like Joe, go back in or change and pursue the civilian life? Uh, so I guess I can start. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty much during my last year of service is when I made the decision that uh, while I really appreciated everything I'd learned in the Army and I'd really enjoyed large parts of it, I, I just didn't see it as, as my future to, to stay in and continue to serve active duty. Uh, and I started the job hunt uh, in that last year looking for what the next step was going to be. Uh, and I reached out to several of my mentors, uh, other graduates of West Point who had gotten out after their commitment. And there was kind of just a, a running argument of get get straight to work or, or go get an MBA. And I just kind of decided that uh, I didn't – I'd learned a lot and had a lot of really great experiences, but I did not know best how to translate them into a civilian career – um, and I thought an MBA would be the right way to kind of filter those le- lessons and, and propel myself towards success. Cool. So mine was a little bit different since I wasn't active. Um, my parents own a small uh, business. It's a small Mexican grocery store in Dalton. So I grew up in that business environment. Um, when I originally joined um, the guard and I became a combat medic I was kind of pursuing that route I was thinking I'd be an RN mm-hmm. I went in uh, got into the program started the clinicals and started going to like nursing homes and like changing people older people and things like that and I kind of really started thinking like is this really what I want to do and um, just the whole business side of it uh, I sat with my accountant and I was just telling him hey, I'm thinking about transitioning 
And since early on, he was like, pretty much told me, get your bachelor's and, like, and go straight into the MBA program. Um, that's the best thing I could recommend you. He's like, if you start looking for jobs elsewhere, you're going to be doing very low mm-hmm. level things. And, it's like, and you're already doing a lot of the more strategic things for your business. And so he pretty much convinced me to pursue an MBA after graduation. All right, so mine's pretty uh, much easier answer. The Army <laughs> allowed me to go to this program, and they're still paying me a salary, so it's like a no-brainer in the, in the, mil- in the military to go get more schooling because it's, it, you know, it's free, and it's always going to help in your future career. But um, as far as specifically an MBA, uh, the program allowed me to get any concentration in business because that's what I'm, I'm going to go into, the business mm-hmm. of healthcare, and um I could have gotten like a master's in accounting um, or data analytics or something like that, but I, I didn't have an interest in one specific thing, so I just picked the MBA because it's more general. You learn yep. a little bit about everything, and um, going forward, you know, one of the s- skill sets that they that corporations look at military for is the leadership and g- sort of general leadership, and I thought the MBA matched up with that pretty well. Yeah, definitely. So now we've come to the why Scheller question after <laughs> kind of the, the before picture. Why Scheller? In your journey, how did you how did you evaluate different schools as you kind of have a different perspective, especially Joe, looking at where the military um, would support you in going, and then what helped you make the decision? And we'll start with Joe. So for my initial research, I wanted to be in a big city. I wanted to go to a top 30 or 40 school. So I narrowed down my research, and then the Army put a tuition cap on me. So that, that took a, <laughs> a lot of other schools. Um, but when it came down to it, I, I got into three different schools, and uh, Georgia Tech really stood out in that the application of what you learn. Uh, that, to me, um, jumped off you know every all their websites and such, that you're not going to just learn the topics. You're going to learn how to apply it to your job. And uh, I definitely when I go back into the military want to be able to do that from day one take what I learned and you know help provide better health care yeah Joe makes a good point for even some of our non-veteran non-military students that that return on investment here at Georgia Tech I would say compared to our peer institution where we're ranked where we fall in the rankings in general and just the reputation that we have that our tuition is generally on the the lower side and we're still hitting those competitive salaries on the other side so definitely just a little extra plug. All right. Um, so for me, I was pretty much just looking anything close to home because of the fact, like our business, I'm still pretty heavily involved in it. So I narrowed it down pretty much to Atlanta and Georgia, applied to three schools. Um, I think ultimately where I was sold on is uh, when I came into Georgia Tech for the interview process. I remember they did this, uh, we got to sit into the pre- the strategy presentations, and I remember the first data executives being in the front row and that was a sell for me. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this. And yeah, so. Great. Dan? So uh, so I guess my, mine's a little different. Uh, the reason that I started looking at Scheller and the reason that I, reasons I ended up coming to Scheller were two completely different ballparks. Uh, I started looking at Scheller because I'm one of four siblings and all three of the other ones got their undergrads at Georgia Tech. Uh, and I was always kind of the black sheep for going to West Point. <laughs> um, so I started looking at Scheller because I've been a I've been a Yellow Jacket fan for ten years, and I you know it, it was close enough to uh, to Fort Benning for having that distance between me and my wife, and those were the two main reasons 
I, I really prioritized Scheller in my, in my MBA search. And then I actually started, you know, doing the research I should have done earlier, and I learned about that competitive, I think, number eight rating in return on investment, which as my wife and I try to start a family is very important. Um, and I saw the number one career services, which as a transitioning veteran, I need those career services to help me translate those skills. I'm not going to learn how to translate my Army skills in a classroom. That's something that comes outside with working with my career advisor. Uh, and also the classroom experience, similarly competitive. I came to the open house uh, that Scheller did a year ago, sat in a classroom uh, for the first time since my undergraduate degree, and it was just like, oh, I can... I can sit in a classroom and actually not look at the clock for an hour. Like this is really interesting, really engaging. Um, and, and so I went from just being like, oh, I'm a Georgia Tech fan, I'll go to Georgia Tech, to really seeing all those great reasons that this was the right place for me to get my MBA. And when Dan says he's a fan of Georgia Tech, he's like really a fan <laughs> of Georgia Tech? So I'm just adding that as he sits here. How old is that hat? I think about eight eight years. Yep, he's got an eight-year-old Georgia Tech hat, and he's taught us all the official and unofficial words to all the fight songs. So it's an added resource. Go it's Jackets. Good. Yep. <laughs> so here at Scheller, we do have a fairly active veterans club, and we have the president of that club here with yes. us today. Saudi, will you tell us about the club and um, kind of your purpose and some of the activities sure. you all do? So our main purpose is support veterans of the MBA program as well as their families in making the transition from the military to the corporate and civilian life. Um, and also how to leverage those skills and background um, from the military into the corporate world. And then we foster networking um, activities through Atlanta-based veteran communities, um, part of Four Block, uh, gotten involved with them. Um, and that's a really good organization. Um, it's kind of like the career services for us, for either people who aren't in a program that offer that. Mm -hmm. They work with your resume, teach you how to interview, elevator pitch, things of that nature. And um, it's hosted every week at a different place where you get to network. Um, places include PwC, Coca-Cola, uh, SunTrust Bank, and usually they're always somebody there that's either in HR or hiring or, you know, look looking at us pretty much to see for potential fits within their company and that's pretty much it as far as what we've done um, currently what we're doing is I guess the care packages I don't mm -hmm. know if you've seen the signs around um, that's being kind of handled by Greg who's a VP of the Veterans Club and that's to collect items right, we're to collecting send to items deployed, to send to yeah. deployed um, uh, people overseas yep. and so we're collecting items and in the next week or so we should be um, packaging those up and the other big thing is the um, the scavenger hunt so the scavenger hunt was um, we do it in the spring semester and it's used to kind of get groups together and they take pictures around Atlanta so we give kind of clues of where you have to be people form teams and they'll take a picture and that will give uh, some amount of points it's about 20 to 25 dollars per group I uh, can't remember the exact number right now, <laughs> um, to join. And then we also take donations from corporations. And so last year, um, Lindy, who was the president before me, and uh, the VP was Jamie, they organized it to where the funds that we raised from the scavenger hunt, we're going to start a scholarship. And this scholarship was in in honor of uh, Major Cole, who was um, served in the Marines, deployed several times, then came to Scheller and was in the evening program. 
And while he was in the program, he um, committed suicide. And, and so in honor of him, we started the scholarship and we awarded it the first scholarship to Dan Jester here. Here he is, Dan mm-hmm. Jester, yeah. yeah. That's me. <laughs> and so to do that, Dan, you had to apply and write an essay, is that right? Yeah. Yes, so uh, I will say applying for that scholarship was at least, if not more stressful than applying to Georgia Tech, uh, for for one key reason, which was when I I looked at the scholarship you know application that that Saudi sent out uh, over the summer, I was like, okay, they need my resume, that makes sense. Um, okay, they they need a letter of recommendation, once again, makes sense, and they need an essay. Got it. I can do these things, and and then I saw you know at the bottom of the application, your application will be reviewed by the current leadership of the Veterans Club, uh, previous leadership of the Veterans Club and by Major Cool's mother, um, which kind of hit me like a sack of bricks that, you know, I'm writing to, you know, writing this essay about how I plan on using my MBA mm-hmm. to, to help the veteran community and the mother of the deceased service member who this scholarship is in honor of is going to read my essay and help decide if if it sounds, you know, like some someone she wants to support. So that was uh, probably the most stressed I've been writing an essay through the applying to an MBA and then even stuff for class this semester i will say that it hasn't been quite that stressful so yeah but i've hopefully that stress has turned into the honor and obviously the award of the scholarship itself oh definitely it was announced at our nba town hall this past semester and i think for all of us who didn't know the background and didn't know the application process and that um, his mother had reviewed it was very meaningful to all of us as well so congratulations thank you and uh I, i would also just like to add with the uh the gift baskets that mm-hmm. we're currently putting together for deployed soldiers. One thing that I think is really great about that is we're not just kind of sending them to, you know, a, a unit overseas. Uh, Saudi and Greg have reached out to all the veterans in, in the Veterans Club, and we're, we're looking for, you know, our friends and our former coworkers who are overseas. So yeah. it's much more personal for some of us to think like, oh, my, my old boss is, you know, over with one SFAB in Afghanistan right now, and we can try and get him a package if we have enough. And, and that really means something to, I think, all of us veterans who are, who are doing those packages. That's great. And we're all about networking here, so it all <laughs> makes sense, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of networking, um, one big component, obviously, of business school is what you're doing next, what you're doing after the program, as much as we're all loving being here right now. So for first-year students, we're looking at internships right now. And then for second years, full-time career, which sounds like Saudi's already locked down with Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, but I think for both Joe and Dan, you all are have a very different experience, probably, of what you will do in the summer. And I'm just presuming that for Joe, because you're still active duty. So can you all tell me about what you are hoping to do and what that means in the context of your um, military experience. So, uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, so this summer, uh, I'm not allowed to take a paid internship, um, but what, I, what I'm reaching out to local hospitals to do is shadow um, their CFO or do something in their healthcare uh, admin sections um, so that I can learn some skills of, from the hospitals that are doing it for a profit and take that into the Army and hopefully make our healthcare system better. Um, and then afterwards, uh, after graduation, I'll do a one-year internship uh, in San Antonio where I work directly for the top um, healthcare admin people in the Army and then go on uh, to work in a hospital and, and do that CFO-like um, job. 
That's awesome. And for for the rest of us, we just look at Joe and Envy a lot of the time that you already <laughs> know the answers to those questions. So now I'll go to Dan, yeah. who might not have the answer to those, that question. Yeah. So uh, so until fairly recently, I uh, I was looking at a lot of consulting roles, uh, really targeting the big four because that's kind that's kind of the standard West Point grad did five years in the army, got an MBA, go consult. Uh, that's kind of the standard. <laughs> path we a lot of us follow because we're used to following standard paths uh <laughs> due, due to our time in the army uh, i actually went to the vets mba career conference uh with saudi a couple weeks ago uh, in chicago and while there realized that i actually kind of like being in the same state as my wife uh most of the time and uh, i decided to stop looking at a lot of the travel consulting roles so i'm currently reshifting my my internship search uh into more operations based roles uh preferably out west uh, microsoft and amazon uh nike uh, or potentially stay, staying here in Atlanta with someone like Delta or Home Depot. Uh, so I'm kind of doing that internship search now, and we'll, we'll see what shakes out. Awesome. All good options. <laughs> so to wrap it up, as right now we have our open house this weekend, the first round of interviews for the next um, cohort. So a lot of people are in the stage that a lot of us were in a year ago. What one piece of advice would you give either any um, prospective student or specifically veteran or active duty? duty prospective students as they go through the admissions journey. We'll start with Joe. So, I, you know, for the veterans, I wasn't confident in my uh, skill set that the Army gave me. I was like, oh, you know, all these guys are probably just have the same experience as I have, you know, same uh, knowledge base and such. But um, from what I've learned about our classmates, they come with tons of great uh, experience, knowledge, from accounting to operations and such. But as a veteran, we do have that, that, it puts us in situations where we're leading, you know, from 20 to 100 people. And to really trust that the school is going to look at that favorably um, is my biggest thing. And, and use that in your application and in your interviews because, you know, whether it's uh, fellow classmates or the administration here, they, they recognize that you have led that many people or you've been put in those kind of stressful situations and it really helps you out for sure. Yep. So I would just add to that. Yeah. So definitely. So for me, it was a little bit more, um, I guess a lot more different because, uh, I was a medic and I was trying to get into finance as opposed to some of you going into leadership roles that kind of goes more in line with what you're trying to do next. And so same thing, like I kind of relied more on my undergrad degree accounting and that type of experience and I remember um, I applied to Delta for their inter- finance internship last year and that was like one of the critiques like you didn't really talk anything about your kind of your military background I was like well I didn't find it kind of relevant and for but yeah I was able to thanks to career services as well is be able to use the skills that I use you know things like thinking fast thinking on your feet as a medic you're constantly um, kind of training in a very stressful environment um, the instructors are throwing things in your face while they're asking you, hey, assess this patient, what's wrong? Why'd you put your rifle down? And, you know, somebody else can grab it. Did you disarm this person? And, you know, you're also trying to assess everybody at the same time, and they're throwing things at you to just distract you and forcing you to make a decision quick. And so bringing that into the interviews afterwards, I was able to do a lot better. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, even if you think, I guess, that your past experience isn't very relevant, it, it very well be, can be. Right, yeah. So, uh, 
I completely agree with with everything Joe and Sadi said about your military experience being very valuable um, to to yourself in your MBA and also to the rest of the cohort who gets to work with you and learn from that. As I'm sure Jasmine can attest, working with me has taught her things she did not know she did not know uh, about leadership in the army. I am learning so much. Right. No, but really, really, um, we all are. Like but, you all do add a lot to the classroom. Exactly, and so I guess my my point to not exactly counter uh, Saudi and Joe is just uh, to really stay humble. I think uh, a lot of people in the Army, especially transitioning officers, uh, can finish their time in the Army and feel like they're owed something or feel like they've, they've led troops in combat and they know more than, than our civilian counterparts. And I think a lot of us are pretty outspoken and, and extroverted due to that leadership experience. But, you know, the, the guy, quiet guy sitting next to you who didn't talk t- to you twice during orientation might have had an awesome job with the company that you're targeting and you know if you're just humble enough to reach out and and talk to him you know everyone has something great they can contribute and and that's something that i definitely learned during the first couple weeks here um so yeah i guess that'd be my big thing is just stay humble and sheller's rule that they look for in interviews is don't be a jerk so if you made it that far (laughs) just in the interview prove to them that you are not a jerk and you'll do well and you will be yeah and and like you all said it is your experience is very relevant and is also very sought after and so we encourage any veteran any prospective student to come and look at Scheller College especially as you're evaluating um, schools in Atlanta or even nationally I, I would still still bragging on us uh, we're very competitive <laughs> with anyone really um, but especially if you are a veteran or active duty military student we want you here and we want you to be part of our community So that does it for this week's episode of the Intersection Podcast. Thank you all again for being here. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for having us. And we'll see you all next time.